Back to Basics, Protection from Surgical Smoke by Lisa Spruce. Abstract. Surgical smoke is formed when energy-generating devices, that is, electrosurgery units, lasers, powered instruments, raise the intracellular temperature of tissue to at least 100 degrees Celsius, 212 degrees Fahrenheit, causing tissue vaporation in the form of surgical smoke. Surgical smoke contains components that are known health hazards, such as benzene, toluene, hydrogen cyanide, formaldehyde, volatile organic compounds, viruses, and bacteria. There have been case reports of human disease tied to the inhalation of surgical smoke. Therefore, it is important for perioperative team members to minimize their exposure and patient exposure. In spite of the health risks, many perioperative departments do not consistently and effectively evacuate surgical smoke. This Back to Basics article provides basic steps that perioperative team members can take to protect themselves and their patients from the harm caused by surgical smoke exposure. Healthcare facilities, and ORs in particular, can be hazardous places in which to work. Based on the General Duty Clause from the Occupational Safety and Health Act of 1970, employers are required to provide their employees with a place of employment that is free from recognized hazards that are causing or are likely to cause death or serious physical harm to employees. Surgical smoke contains components that are known health hazards, such as benzene, toluene, hydrogen cyanide, formaldehyde, volatile organic compounds, viruses, and bacteria. Surgical smoke is formed when energy-generating devices, that is, electrosurgery units, lasers, powered instruments, raise the intracellular temperature of tissue to at least 100 degrees Celsius, 212 degrees Fahrenheit, causing tissue vaporation in the form of surgical smoke. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration estimates that more than 500,000 healthcare workers are exposed to surgical smoke every year, and perioperative nurses report twice the incidence of respiratory problems when compared with the general population. There have been multiple case reports of human disease tied to the inhalation of surgical smoke. A 28-year-old gynecologic perioperative nurse, who repeatedly assisted during excisions of anogenital condylomas using electrosurgical units and lasers, developed a recurrent and histologically proven laryngeal papillomatosis. A virological institute confirmed a high probability of correlation between the smoke produced from the energy-generating devices used during the procedures and the laryngeal papillomatosis. In another case, a 53-year-old male gynecologist presented to his otolaryngologist with a lump in the right side of his neck and a lesion on his tonsil. After biopsy, the surgeon was diagnosed with squamous cell carcinoma and tested positive for human papillomavirus, HPV, type 16. The surgeon had no identifiable risk factors for oropharyngeal cancer or HPV, except occupational exposure to HPV-positive laser smoke while he performed laser ablation and loop electrosurgical excision procedures on more than 3,000 dysplastic cervical and vulvar lesions for more than 20 years. The surgeon performed most of these procedures without a mask and in an environment without proper ventilation. Another gynecologic surgeon who had been performing weekly laser ablations using a carbon dioxide laser presented to an otolaryngologist with a mass on his tongue. He was diagnosed with squamous cell carcinoma and tested positive for HPV type 16. 
The authors who presented these case studies recognized that HPV may be transmitted through laser plume and cause HPV infection and oropharyngeal squamous cell carcinomas. These examples show that exposure to surgical smoke is hazardous to healthcare workers and can cause disease in humans. Perioperative professionals should take action to minimize their exposure to surgical smoke to protect themselves. AORN's Guideline for Surgical Smoke Safety provides a comprehensive look at the hazards of exposure to surgical smoke and outlines the steps that perioperative team members can take to prevent exposure. The guideline presents research showing that surgical smoke contains harmful particles that perioperative team members can inhale. There is also evidence that surgical smoke may contain blood fragments, HPV, and HIV. In spite of this compelling evidence, many perioperative team members do not properly or consistently protect themselves from surgical smoke through smoke evacuation. This Back to Basics article provides the basic steps that perioperative team members can take to protect themselves and their patients from harm caused by surgical smoke exposure. How-To Guide Perioperative leaders should establish safe practices to reduce their employees' exposure to surgical smoke by following the Occupational Safety and Health Administration's Hospital Respiratory Protection Program hierarchy of controls, which include Eliminating the hazard Using engineering controls, for example, room ventilation Using smoke evacuation methods Establishing policies, procedures, and education And using personal protective equipment If the hazard cannot be eliminated, which is often the case for surgical procedures that require the use of smoke-generating devices, then perioperative team members should evacuate the surgical smoke. The National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health recommends using a combination of ventilation techniques, that is, room ventilation and local exhaust ventilation, to control the airborne contaminants in surgical smoke. Because general room ventilation of 20 air exchanges per hour is insufficient to capture the contaminants, smoke evacuation, that is, local exhaust ventilation, also is necessary. If perioperative team members do not use a smoke evacuator, they should wear a fit-tested surgical N95 respirator as a secondary line of defense against surgical smoke. A fit-tested surgical N95 filtering respirator is a personal protective device worn on the face that covers the nose and mouth and is used to reduce the wearer's risk of inhaling hazardous airborne particles, including infectious agents. A surgical mask is not considered respiratory protection. A surgical mask is a loose-fitting face mask that is intended to prevent the release of potential contaminants from the user into his or her immediate environment, but is not intended to protect the wearer from inhaling small particles. The most important action that perioperative team members can take to protect themselves is to evacuate surgical smoke at the site of generation. The National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health recommends using smoke evacuation systems to reduce potential acute and chronic health risks to healthcare personnel and patients. Evacuating surgical smoke not only protects the perioperative team, but also protects patients as well. In a seminal study, Freitag and others investigated the harmful effects of surgical smoke inhalation in animals. 
to simulate the exposure of a single patient's respiratory system to surgical smoke during a procedure, the researchers measured the effects of one 10-minute exposure to laser smoke on airway resistance, gas exchange, and mucociliary clearance rate in the trachea. To simulate the repetitive inhalation of surgical smoke by the OR team, the researchers measured the effects of three separate 10-minute exposures to laser smoke on airway resistance, gas exchange, and mucociliary clearance rate in the trachea. They found a decrease in arterial partial pressure of oxygen after smoke inhalation. Tracheal mucus velocity was significantly depressed in a dose-dependent manner with increasing smoke exposure. Results of bronchoalveolar lavages showed smoke inhalation induced a severe inflammation with increases in the number of inflammatory cells. The researchers concluded that surgeons should be aware that inhalation of laser-generated smoke may cause transient hypoxia, depression of lung defense mechanisms, and delayed airway inflammation. Charles retrospectively studied the effects of laser smoke evacuation on laser-assisted in situ keratomyelusis, LASIK, outcomes in 199 patients, 82 without smoke evacuation and 117 with smoke evacuation. There were no statistical differences in the frequency of corneal abrasion, lap slippage, or the level of postoperative debris. The researcher noted a significant difference in postoperative residual refractive error and uncorrected visual acuity. In the group without smoke evacuation, 90% had uncorrected visual acuity of 2040 or better, 68% saw 2025 or better, and 59% saw 2020 or better. In the smoke evacuation group, 96% had uncorrected visual acuity of 2040 or better, 89% saw 2025 or better, and 74% saw 2020 or better. The researcher concluded that using smoke evacuation during LASIK procedures improved refractive and uncorrected visual acuity outcomes after the procedures. Regarding smoke evacuation, AORN's Guideline for Surgical Smoke Safety recommends that perioperative team members not leave the decision to evacuate surgical smoke to the sole discretion of an individual practitioner. Use a smoke evacuator with a 0.1 micrometer filter, for example, ultra-low particulate air filter, when surgical smoke is anticipated. Position the capture device for example, wand, tubing, of a smoke evacuation system as close to the surgical site as necessary to collect all traces of surgical smoke effectively. Activate the smoke evacuation system, for example, smoke evacuator, medical surgical vacuum with inline filter, at all times while surgical smoke is being generated, and use a smoke evacuation system during minimally invasive procedures. The guideline specifies that perioperative team members may choose to use a medical surgical vacuum system, that is, wall suction, to evacuate small amounts of surgical smoke as defined by the healthcare organization's policy and procedure. If using wall suction, team members should place a 0.1 micrometer inline filter, for example, ultra-low particulate air filter, between the suction wall connection and the suction canister. Perioperative departments should form an interdisciplinary team consisting of perioperative RNs, surgeons, and scrub personnel to evaluate and select surgical smoke safety equipment 
for use in their setting. Team members should evaluate smoke evacuator systems before purchase and should determine whether the system has a variable flow rate to accommodate different smoke levels. Team members should also evaluate the differences in noise levels, automation, and the types of filter monitoring systems, as well as whether the system is compatible with other products, efficient, and effective. Benefit Surgical smoke is a hazard to the health of perioperative team members and patients. The first line of defense is to evacuate all surgical smoke that is generated during surgery to minimize the risk to perioperative team members and patients. Perioperative leaders who put the safety and health of their employees and patients first demonstrate that they are dedicated to a safe, high-quality facility and want to recruit and retain high-quality perioperative team members. Strategies for Success AORN's Go Clear Award was designed to assist perioperative departments with improving the safety of the workplace for perioperative team members and increasing the recruitment and retention of employees who desire a healthier workplace environment. The Go Clear Award is a surgical smoke-free recognition program. Through this program, AORN awards facilities that are undergoing the necessary changes to become or have achieved a surgical smoke-free facility. Components of the program include pre- and post-educational testing, interprofessional education, analysis of practice gaps, and compliance monitoring. The objectives of the program include providing a smoke-free environment for all surgical patients and perioperative team members, providing education on the hazards of surgical smoke for patients, healthcare workers, and all members of the perioperative team. Providing education on smoke evacuation methods for all perioperative team members. And increasing compliance with smoke evacuation for all procedures that generate surgical smoke. It is very important that facility leaders of a smoke-free initiative first obtain commitment to a smoke-free environment at all levels of leadership. It is imperative that smoke-free initiative team members convey the importance of the initiative to executive-level leaders and to the directors of the perioperative, surgery, and anesthesia departments to ensure universal compliance with smoke policies and procedures. The second step is to assemble an implementation team consisting of a program coordinator, assistant coordinators, if needed, interdisciplinary champions from surgical specialties, anesthesia, and additional departments, for example, labor and delivery, interventional radiology, dermatology, and representatives from other key departments, such as infection prevention, materials management, risk management, patient safety, and employee health. An interdisciplinary team should be involved in the development, promotion, and implementation of the program. The facility coordinator should be someone who starts and sustains the smoke-free initiative and who is passionate about the health and well-being of perioperative team members. The facility coordinator should manage the day-to-day -day activities of the program, along with the testing, gap analysis, and coordination of the program between departments. Identify champions, listen to their concerns, and develop a plan to address those concerns. Develop and implement a communications plan. Encourage team involvement. Obtain team feedback. Manage documentation of the program. Educate and train staff members on smoke-free initiatives. And promote the psychological safety of the team, 
including inviting input from team members, encouraging contribution of team members, and promoting active listening and learning among team members. Team members should be dedicated to the achievement of a smoke-free environment and be willing to promote and support the initiative. The broad focus of patient and workplace safety should be the priority for perioperative team members as advocates for both patient and healthcare worker safety. Dolby and others recently implemented the GoClear program in a large academic medical center in New York City. The team started with a gap analysis as their first task and analyzed their current supply of smoke evacuators and disposable goods. They discovered that at their five locations, there was a lack of smoke evacuation options and a perioperative team member knowledge deficit in relation to the hazards of surgical smoke. Their team developed a set of objectives and an action plan and assessed perioperative team members' general knowledge of surgical smoke. They held weekly meetings to develop and schedule educational sessions for surgeons and other perioperative team members and allowed them to practice using smoke evacuation equipment. Additionally, they identified surgeon champions who helped develop a standard for smoke evacuation. Perioperative team members completed the GoClear online education modules as a step to alleviate the knowledge gap. They also developed individualized presentations to accommodate staff members who required a more personal learning experience in addition to service-specific educational sessions designed to be relevant to the particular challenges inherent in some surgical service lines. They then met with smoke evacuation product representatives to learn about available smoke evacuation options. The implementation team also developed a policy using the GoClear policy and procedure template as a guide. Their policy stated that smoke evacuation will be used for all smoke-producing procedures. The RN circulator is to assess each procedure that could generate plume and provide an evacuation method to remove smoke from the OR. And surgical smoke will be removed using a smoke evacuation system during open and laparoscopic procedures. The team did encounter multiple barriers during the implementation process, including a lack of available disposable goods, for example, wands, tubing, products for laparoscopic procedures, electrosurgical pencils with evacuation tubing, and the high noise level of some smoke evacuator systems. To overcome these barriers, the team added disposable smoke evacuator supplies to surgeon preference cards and invited supply chain management personnel to meetings to help them understand why there was a request for more supplies. To combat the noise issue, the team met with surgeons to brainstorm alternative solutions and ultimately found that moving the smoke evacuator farther away from the surgeon helped to reduce the distraction caused by the noise. Before the education sessions, staff members used approximately 260 smoke evacuation supplies per month. One month after the first educational sessions, use of smoke evacuation supplies increased by more than one-third. After two months of education, supply use more than doubled, and after the third month of education, the use of smoke evacuation supplies more than quadrupled. Additionally, the team audited smoke evacuation practices during all procedures occurring in every OR during the eight-hour workday, performed on-site education, and worked with perioperative team members to resolve problems. This team won the Gold Level Go Clear Award and will continue to maintain the program to uphold the safety and health of their patients and perioperative teams. Wrap up. 
Becoming a surgical smoke-free facility should be a goal of every perioperative team member and a top priority for perioperative departments. The Go Clear Award is funded by Medtronic through the AORN Foundation and demonstrates the dedication of both nurses and industry partners alike to the health and safety of patients and healthcare workers. Perioperative RNs dedicate their lives to patient safety and advocacy and deserve a healthy work environment created by leaders who put the well-being of staff members and patients first and do all they can to decrease harmful effects of surgical smoke. Protection is the first line of defense. If perioperative team members do not act proactively to decrease their risk, cases of negative health outcomes from inhalation of surgical smoke will continue to occur.